0: In today's episode, we're talking about movements and trends in the creative industry.
1: With so many different platforms, TikTok, Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube,
0: and their purposes
2: evolving daily, navigating social media can be, well, complicated. Welcome to the Social Media Sucks Podcast from Kupco, Social Media. Social media. Social media sucks. Really sucks. Where we unpack the latest trends and help remove the
1: suck from social media.
2: Welcome to the Social Media Sucks podcast by Copco, You're tuning in for a dose of marketing and to get what's happening in the ever-changing social media landscape. Today with me is Katrine Biker with twenty years experience in the consulting brands uh, within the creative industry. And usually you would notice Chris Coburn is sitting to my left side, but today we have a special co-host, Howard Hashem. Thank you. Who is our marketing Hello, da- Marketing manager at Copco. Yes. Uh, so. We have Katrina with us. Please introduce yourself a little bit with your experience and then your creative background.
1: Yes, well, thank you very much for, uh, for letting me come by here today in these beautiful, our uh, this beautiful our location. Pleasure. Thank yeah. you very much. Uh, yes, my name is uh, Katrina Weiger, and uh, I've worked with creative uh, companies for, for 20 years this year. And I work together with many different types of creative businesses. So it could be fashion companies it could be lifestyle businesses furniture it could be beauty it could be music mm-hmm. it could be food companies so a wide variety of uh, creative businesses mm-hmm.
2: great yes. and uh your experience in uh what did you gather all the experience or like where did your uh, professional career start
1: i started out working in uh, in london i got my uh, degrees from uh, from different universities uh, abroad Mm -hmm. and then i worked in london for for seven years for a large american company and then i came back to to denmark and then i i traveled again so i have been around the uh, the world. Mm. I've lived in Singapore, in yeah. the U.S. several times. A globetrotter. And uh, <laughs> and in France yes. and. Mm. Uh, was the company
0: is also within the uh, consulting uh, industry or? Well,
1: part of the the company was a, a consultancy, yes, okay. uh, but but not to too creative uh, businesses as such. Mm. Yes. Uh, but I always had a passion for for uh, for the creative industry. So mm. during my schooling, I did a lot of projects for for different Danish brands. Yeah. So, yes, that's how it
2: started. All right. I want to dive a little bit into this. Since we're talking about the creative industry, Mm -hmm. then we have a lot of customer experiences and customer interaction and all these kind of different supply chain. Um, So the online consumer insights and trends, I want to dive a little bit more into that. Where do you see customer shopping growing uh, within, especially post-COVID?
1: Well, of course, Covid changed the uh, creative industries just like any other uh, mm. industry out there. Um, yeah, it's, it's strange how we've lived in a time like this, and, and I think for the creative industries, it also came as a blessing, mm-hmm. because it accelerated a lot of the, uh, the digital yes. transformation that was definitely needed mm-hmm. uh, for the industry. Mm. I work um, with a lot of fashion companies, and, and I thought that many of them actually had web shops, but yeah. even you know just their own basic web shop but as covid hit and all the retail stores closed yeah. down around the world and they kind of had a wholesale uh, business model then suddenly they yeah had no business uh, mm-hmm. at all yeah so they really needed uh, the, a quick um, transformation there mm-hmm. in the sense that they had to uh, open up their own web shops yeah and of course that was something that they probably had to do for for years but were just busy with daily yeah. operations yeah. and didn't really think about the strategic elements of, of their digital uh, transformation mm. until
0: it hit. Until they it had hit, to. they had to, yeah. So it was maybe more the B2B side, like the wholesalers to the brands, because, yeah, obviously many brands are already online,
1: yes, but also ab to B2C. Uh, okay. so they might have been uh, using some of the big multi-brand uh, retailers but they mm. didn't have their own uh, yeah. universe uh, yes. mm. so to speak on, online yeah. okay yeah interesting
0: and then maybe it brings also a lot of challenges like when mm. they go online then also the like the website and the branding of the website the setup and everything like uh, yeah From
1: yeah the branding in-
0: perspective also a lot to do
1: Definitely, definitely. And
0: did you know any of like brands, or did you work with any who had to do this transformation in a such a short time?
1: Yes, I did. I did, uh, and and it was, yeah. First, uh, they were in shock like everybody else, uh, yeah. o- of course. Yeah. First, we had yeah. to uh, to get over the yeah the initial surprise there, what what happened. Mm. Yes, and then they um, when the initial sh- shock had had
2: um, calmed a little, had bit. calmed
1: down a bit. Yeah, then then they of course had to look at at their business side. And, and for a lot of the creative businesses, uh, for example, lifestyle, furniture and, and fashion, the uh, the predictions in the beginning were very, oh, we're not going to survive, how are yeah. we going to make yeah, true. it? true.
0: That's what I actually thought, because yes. it was one of the industries that was hit the most, Definitely. besides the entertaining, because obviously people deprioritize um, the nice to have stuff mm. uh, like entertainment or yeah, fashion or new furniture, it was about survival yes. all of a yeah. sudden <laughs> and toilet papers. <laughs> no, most definitely, you did. Yeah, that's yes. what we
1: were all uh, going to the to yeah. the retail stores for. Of yeah. course, nobody were looking for that no, exactly. dress for, for the wedding yeah. that summer or the yeah. graduation yeah. Yeah, or, yeah. or yeah. what have you.
0: So, we didn't know how it will um unfold
1: afterwards. No, exactly. Yeah. So, the predictions were, were, were not good yeah. <laughs> and yeah. and uh, and the industry were, was really crying out for, mm. for both financial help yes. and, and help altogether. But then when we look at it uh, afterwards, mm. in retrospect, then we can actually see that it, it actually did help them in, in many ways, because yeah. it accelerated yeah. the, the growth and development. Yeah. Yes, a push that it needed. Mm. the. Um, Sometimes, when I look back, um, and, and now we can't even imagine it, because now a lot of shopping is done online. Yeah. Yeah. But when you look at, for example, yeah, the fashion industry, they were not the, the, faster, the fastest one out <laughs> mm. when, when it came to, to their own web shops. They kept saying that, hey, what are all my customers, my B2B customers, what will they be saying mm. if, if I open my own retail uh, mm. online? And of course, now we can't even imagine that they don't have a, an online presence them, yeah. themselves either via yeah at the, uh, a web shop or social media. Right? Yeah. yeah, makes sense. But they were, they were slow, even though it's a fast and trendy industry. Yeah, mm-hmm. true. They were very slow.
0: Yeah, you would assume otherwise. <laughs> mm-hmm. What do you exactly. think
2: about then the consumer side then? do you, What have you noticed anything, uh, any needs or behavior in the consumers that have changed post-Covid the way they shop? <laughs>
1: Well of course a lot of people that n- had never shopped online before uh, are suddenly out there now. Mm. So they have they have seen how easy it is. Um they've seen that you can still get great service that mm. people will you will actually receive your goods, you know. Yeah. So we we've seen that there's a high number of people who have never shopped online before who are now
0: Really, I would actually I had assumed the mm. like the opposite because maybe it's also a generation thing (laughs) i shop mainly online and i order Bulk, yeah, <laughs> like Zalando, and yeah. then I want to try everything with what I have already and then return a lot. It's not sustainable yeah. at all, but yeah. no, no, so yeah, I know it's yeah. She's it. aware,
2: okay? <laughs> don't I, I don't aware. dislike
0: it, <laughs> yeah. yes. And I also like uh, pro sustainable all the time, but like, um, yeah, to be honest, I sometimes do not care as many others, yeah. And I want to uh, make it easy for myself, buy yeah. all the things I like, try them on, and then return what I. I don't like. Yeah, and uh, what I do in the stores, it's like only when there's a specific thing I know that is there. Yeah, or when I return things to the store. But that's maybe my generation. Yeah. I don't know. Or maybe <laughs>
2: an item that you really need to to I try check, yeah, like, exactly. physically. That, yeah, uh, yeah. 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 Like it's hard. Some some yeah. items can be hard to buy yeah. online because you don't have that dimension or or measurement. Yeah,
0: true. Yeah. yeah, or like some stores or brands, you can check if it's available in the store. Yeah. So yeah. I I go and mm. and want to look at that and try it. Yeah. Uh. But yeah, I actually assume that um maybe a ser- a larger percentage of consumers shop online yeah. versus the no no that's, no, no. that's
1: definitely. Uh, okay. Yeah, but also a lot of people have never shopped before online. Mm. Went obviously online yeah. during uh, COVID. Yes, yeah. and a lot of people are doing like you, how returning a lot of goods, yeah. which of course is a, a huge problem. Yes, I'm part of an e-business network where that's uh, one of the major issues for a lot of the the brands out yes, there. Makes sense. Yes, because you mentioned Solendo yourself and and. When when you've ordered some things, uh, some products from Salando, for example, mm. the blazer that you're wearing, and you finally find the the, the perfect fit for you, the, yes. the blazer that you want, that blazer has been to to six other people, yeah, mm. in on average, right? So so obviously that's not sustainable, yeah, and and that's of course another huge trend that I see in the um, mm. in the creative uh, industries that that I consult to, yeah, mm. and um, no so. So what we've seen is that that there are some new new uses mm. to to the to, to whole online uh, yeah. business and of course all the people that were online before are, are, are still there but I think it's also very important to to mention that retail is not dead by by no means mm. uh, I just read some numbers the other day that if you just look at the uh, at the US then there are actually a, 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 the double number of people uh, or oh, sorry of stores opening than there were stores closing in the yeah. US last is year yeah. yeah which is quite interesting yes. so I, I know that yeah. um, then us here in the room we mm. love the whole online uh, universe social media and everything yeah. mm. but but uh, but we can't completely uh, wave goodbye to, no. to 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 retail as yeah such. We, um, we
2: touched upon that also uh, in a different episode go listen to that one I don't remember to talk Pick, but I think it was about retail e commerce. Mm-hmm. Actually, it was e commerce, yeah, yeah, yeah. post COVID, mm-hmm. where we also talked about there is all this data about mm-hmm. people actually, due to the pandemic, notice uh, their craving for this physical aspect of, yes. you know, touching stuff, uh, textures, being mm-hmm. social uh, with friends, going on shopping, because there's also social kind of con- uh, connection to you know going to a physical store right yeah that you can touch you can feel stuff at a different dimension that is that you can't do in the virtual space yeah in the online uh, space so i could imagine there's this two sides right there's the ones that start to shop more online Mm -hmm. because now they have to do it and then there's people going back uh, and that's also kind of a a common trend that there's always this uh, negative and and plus effect
0: yeah yeah i mean there are th- some things that you cannot um avoid like the reason for example why i order multiple products so mm. i can try them on physical because i obviously don't go to the store <laughs> well, there is no zalando store <laughs> and uh, there are some things that are maybe only on Zeland or whatever, it's easier yeah. just to shop because there's such big brand yeah. uh, variety. Yeah. So yeah, I need to order them, like feel them, try yeah. them on. And you can only do these things in the stores normally. Yeah. So mm. yeah, there are things that you cannot avoid with the um, retail and in-store
1: no. Yeah. Uh, and, and of course, the, the physical uh, retail stores, they, they have to up them the game, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, they have to really change the way they're doing it. They yeah. can't keep. Uh, doing what, what they' have done uh, also just before uh, uh, corona hit they they have to make it more of an experience they have to align it together with the online presence of yeah. of a brand that mm. that makes uh, sense so yeah yeah so we have this seamless uh, experience. shopping experience yes,
2: yes that makes sense. what uh, advice do you often uh, give to brands who seek consultancy from you?
1: Well, I'm actually a consultant not only on, on uh, online media and, and e-commerce and, 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 and so forth. I'm a consultant for, the, for companies for the whole value chain. Mm. So it could be the design and, and concept development, and it could also be sourcing, production, mm. sales, uh, marketing, internationalization. Like I mentioned before, sustainability, of course, mm. you, you can't be a brand today without having to, mm. in the lifestyle and, and design and creative industry as a total, without thinking about mm. sustainability. And then, of course, digitalization is, yeah. is huge. Like, um, so it's every aspect. And, and I think when, when when we look at... If I go back and look at uh, one of the main things that I try to to help my customers with is to help them know their customers much mm. better. I think a lot of them are not really aware who their customers mm. are, and you can't do anything online or in the physical world without yeah. truly knowing your customers. That makes sense. They might say they know their customers, mm. but then when I ask uh, yeah, more questions regarding that, yeah. I realize that it's very su- superficial, yeah. the, the sense that it, it might be, I mm. think, we, we don't actually know our customers. Okay. And so- I think to, to do anything in the, you know, the, the, for example, with social media, you obviously have to know who your target group yeah, are. The, yeah, the are market your research
2: has to be there. Of course, of yeah. course. Uh, what, uh, and what proper, questions?
1: Proper, right? I Definitely, I yeah. Not yeah.
2: just a finger in the wind and, and nope. see where that blows. Nope. But what about um, what? Can you give me some examples of what questions you would ask them then, like to to get below the surface a little yeah, bit,
0: for them to understand their yeah. customers' needs?
1: Mm. I ask, for example, what are your your um, hero product? Mm-hmm. What is the product that a customer out there would really miss if it wasn't there anymore? Okay. I, think, I mean, a lot of, because like you mentioned before, Hauer, it's a lot of uh, creative businesses are in the nice to have mm. industry. Yeah. It's not a need to have. Mm. Yeah. So, so therefore, I can just pick somebody else, mm-hmm. you know, some other brand that I can, can use. And I think one thing we've also learned with regards to, to, uh, to COVID is that, and, and maybe we even knew it before, that mm-hmm. customers are not loyal. Mm. No, yeah, so, sure. so who are your truly loyal customers? Yep. Who will be crying if your product is not yep. out there anymore? The core. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And then I also asked them, who are you? Mm. What's your DNA? Mm. What's your specific creative energy that's so special that, yeah, we can't live without it? Mm. And again, they, a lot of companies actually don't know that. Mm-hmm. Again, not in, in depth, I think.
0: Yeah. But it's a challenge, like at least in my opinion or what I see is like it's very difficult to uh, be unique mm. in any industry oh. because whatever field you choose and whatever niche, mm. like unless it's something that is brand new innovative within mm. a certain area. Yeah. But otherwise, the, every market is almost saturated and yeah. Yeah. then how can they differentiate themselves and mm. if it's not about the product? Because obviously the product exists already yeah. uh, by many.
1: Yeah, a chair is a chair. You could yeah. say that. I mean, I, I try to to play the devil's advocate mm. always with my customers, That's definitely, and and kind of force them into a corner. Mm. Um, and uh, and the devil's advocate, you know, when I've got that hat on, I will specifically ask them, you mm. know, what does this chair? What does this piece of music? What does this piece of art? Mm. What does that contribute to in the yeah. bigger scheme of things? Do we really need it? Yeah, because there's art. Th- there's other art pieces out there. There are other chairs, mm. other blazers, other mm. pairs of jeans. Yeah what what's so unique with your product mm. and you should be able to answer that question yeah and i definitely think if you don't have the core of your business properly analyzed and you know that and everybody in your business mm. everybody in your company should know that what your specific dna is you're not going to survive mm. and how are you going to how am, am i going to help you on instagram or create the best website or e-commerce or whatever if you don't know who you are mm. Mm. It's it's simply an impossible yeah. Task. How do you I, I think, feel?
2: How do you think that trend comes from? Like the trend of, you know, brands starting out without knowing their DNA?
1: Because or, because yeah. you go to a design school and you're passionate about what you do okay. and, and, and and you should be. I mean, if yeah. you don't have a passion and a love for what you do, mm-hmm. you're obviously not going to survive. Yeah. But it's not enough. Mm. Mm. And unfortunately I have the role of telling them that that yeah. even though you make the most beautiful blazer, yeah. even yeah. though you make the most beautiful art piece yeah. or furniture or yeah, yeah. piece yeah. of music, it's not going to be enough because there's already many beautiful things out there. Mm. So um, so we are in a yeah, nice to have.
0: Category, and and
1: yeah. Definitely. And, and if you don't, add something else. And, and then I have to talk about feelings, because it's a lot more about the feeling mm. than, it, than it is like about like the product. they're not
0: going to be able to differentiate yeah. on the most beautiful product, they are going to have to differentiate on other areas. Yeah. And that's yeah. how can brands differentiate based on feelings?
1: They have to know what type of feeling they, they want to create in the customer. Mm. I mean, what is it that you want the, the woman who wears your specific blazer is it a power blazer that should make her feel, you know, what way should it make mm. her feel? Um, and and it's a very difficult task. So it's something that can take a long yeah. time in that process where I try to consult. Definitely. My-
2: I think uh, that's a really valuable point uh, to, to have in mind that uh, most of our purchases are made based on feelings, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, you, our listeners, you're welcome to challenge me on that. But, but I think I read a uh, article that says that 90% of our purchases mm. is actually based on um, on feelings. Yes. So that's why branding mm-hmm. and marketing actually, actually just the, the branding side of it has a significant effect on the lower funnel. Yeah, uh, yes. And that's often what we also see that brands sometimes miss is that upper funnel perspective. And mm-hmm. they only focus on the lower funnel and then they don't establish that contact. and. Uh, feelings emotions with their customers and there therefore no loyal, uh, loyalty mm-hmm. in the purchases made because there is so many brands there yeah. is so many nice to have products and uh, and if you don't connect with your core audience uh, or target group then you're just one off those many yeah, fish no yeah. In the sea. Yeah, yeah
0: exactly if there's no relation no. and if customers cannot relate to you then obviously they don't feel anything and why exactly. would they buy mm-hmm. although we would like to think that we're rational and smart but, <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we're like
0: very much guided by our feelings and heart. Yeah. like i also read even like business decisions and everything mm. like hiring a new person for example or obviously yeah you would have some data backed up but mm. i also read that the other day um that um employers they skim your cv so fast Mm -hmm. that they don't even like know all the skills and everything that you can do but when they meet you it's really about this impression that and connection they have Mm -hmm. with you on the first meeting yes and then the decision is actually based on confirming their impression like if they like you they want to confirm that your cv confirms that they like you Mm. and you're good if they don't like you they will find excuses in your cv to not like (laughs) you and hire you yeah yeah it's uh yeah it's very interesting it's a bit like dating yeah yeah which yeah always you don't need three calls (laughs) meal you know (laughs) straight
1: away eh? Yeah, yeah yeah So, uh, sure. and, and then you have to remember that we we live in an international world mm. in the sense that, yes, that's good, because when you then go online, you can connect with people from yeah all over the world, but mm. there's also international competition. yeah So now your beautiful chair is not only competing with other brands in Copenhagen or in Denmark, yes. it's competing with the rest of the world. Mm. So, yeah. Um, yeah.
0: What about the music industry? You mentioned that you also mm-hmm. consulted within yes. that industry. What are the, like, yeah, what are the trends or like um, sustainable competitive factors that you see within that industry?
1: Well, you definitely look at an industry where the business model has completely changed. Like, right? I mean, when mm. I was young, then you, I had a boombox and and I was th- sitting I with my little re- recorder, yeah, to try and record, and I hated when somebody was talking over the, the song because I wanted to mm. uh, record my, my favorite song from the radio of course today my my three children they they just got spotify and they they have a whole library out there yeah, right?
0: i can relate a little bit to what I you said
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah i guess i just uh, told everybody how old i am but
0: i did it anyways so. yeah
1: yeah so so yeah. much has changed obviously yeah. right? and um, and and that puts a lot of pressure on on the artist mm. and and you can see with with the with COVID, what that can do suddenly, there was no more festivals, no mm. more yeah. concerts or anything. So, yeah. um, so they have had to, to reinvent themselves yeah. also. Right? And, yeah. and I think also professionalize in, 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 a, in a way. It, it's not enough again, to be just a good musician. Mm. Mm. You have to be a good marketeer, also.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting actually. You say that because, like, during COVID and uh, now my knowledge is limited within the music um, field, uh, but um, since they could not uh, maybe go to concerts and everything, mm-hmm. then there was TikTok. Mm -hmm. Um, which also actually helped many uh, new um, artists Artists. Mm -hmm. to uh, kick off their career. Um, I followed a few that um, had zero followings there or Mm -hmm. like very low. Um, They had amazing voice and then over time now they are actually having concerts. But their career started from TikTok. And some they went like from, of course, they still work with music organizations, Mm -hmm. Warner Music or whatever, but they started using TikTok and then it was more about branding themselves and marketing themselves Mm -hmm. on TikTok and actually creating a direct relationship with their listeners and fans. And that has also changed the way they do music yes. and get di- direct also feedback from their fans on what they like and yep. dislike and how they can. Mm. Um,
1: it's one of the reasons why I love the, the creative industry so much is because that creativity will always find a way Yeah, mm. true. and then you can just change the channel. Yeah. The, the way that yeah the, the 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 channels have if one channel will close down like a concert hall then you find another channel yes true. you cannot keep uh, the creativity out that's actually
2: a very good segue to um to what i also want to elaborate a little bit more on which is how did uh, the pandemic change the whole creative industry i know it, within the creative industry there's obviously a lot of subgroups um, but do you see any prominent changing throughout the the whole industry as a a wholesome creative industry?
1: Mm-hmm. I like to think that we were all kind of holding hands and mm. and, and trying to win this war together. Yeah. Right? So so I've definitely seen a few new networks pop up for for creative industries mm. in the sense that hey we're in this together. We have a, a love for for the industry. We we want to 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 also learn. From one segment of uh, the creative industries mm-hmm. to another, I, I don't think there is enough collaboration between the uh, the different um, industries? industries in within the creative industries, yeah. and I think we, we have seen that a lot more mm-hmm. that hey we have to help each other because if I survive maybe I can help you survive and then we will all survive yeah mm-hmm. so that's definitely one change that I have seen yeah
2: it's ecosystem uh, ecosystem the actually. ecosystem
1: yeah. definitely yeah. And, uh, and I also am a consultant, not only to the, the, the specific brands within the creative industries, but I'm also a consultant to the ecosystem, mm. specifically so I can see how is it going mm. within the, the industry. For example, it could be retail stores. Yeah. So uh, I want to know more about how is... How is it going on that end of the um... Yeah,
2: of course. And also uh, I on top of my mind is also real estate and hospitality can actually go quite good together, like uh, in, especially with uh, city planning and, you know, mm-hmm. you want to develop new areas within the city. Yeah. If you bring nice hospitality, good restaurants, you know, facilities, yeah. retail, to that area, then real estate prices can go up because people then actually want to be in those areas where there is life happening. Yes. So it's, uh, it's a matter of they, these two are really kind of interlinked exactly. together because yes. it, it creates the ecosystem and uh, yes. attracts different people. Great and a lot of idea. businesses. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Definitely. Any yeah. entrepreneur with cash. Yeah. Right?
2: Um, I'm going to trademark it. You
1: can have it. It's fine. <laughs> no. And I, and I totally agree. It's about looking at the creative industries in, in a much bigger perspective than just yeah, a fashion brand or a lifestyle sure. brand or furniture brand yeah. or, or, or what have you. It, it's also what they can give to other industries. Mm. Like, so, mm. so other industries that might not at, at first glance look very creative will have some creative element yeah so yes. yeah sorry
0: <laughs> i was uh, thinking like when you said um creating this whole ecosystem and um these different groups within the creative industry could mm-hmm. help each other could you like give an example like how they could help each other in which way
1: yeah it's it's trying to to take some of the best elements from the different uh, segments within the industry and then say say hey we're doing this over here can can you maybe uh, implement that in your part mm. of your industry. So we all need role models, we all need somebody that we can look up to. It, it could be, for example, with regards to, to, to their business model. Mm. Have we used some our, you know our creative uh, abilities in, in developing our business model? Is that something that, that you can do also in, in your mm. uh, part, segment of the, uh, of the creative industries? So, uh, and also buying and selling from each other. I mean, there's no fashion show without music. Mm. Yeah. So, and and, then, and you know, if if you are a fashion brand, a clothing fashion brand, maybe you need jewelry, maybe you need, you know, other types of accessories. Mm. So just working together uh, as a whole. Now
0: now I think of Victoria's Secret um, (laughs) fashion show and mm. like having artists always there. Yes. Mm.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, what would you then advise brands? uh, How would you? Uh, advice brands to navigate through these new changes.
1: I think, yeah, being a part of a network mm. and not just sitting in a basement somewhere. You know, yeah. ask other people, mm. get advice. Of course, I have to say that as, as a consultant. <laughs> mm. uh, but I, I do feel that a lot of companies that I speak to they kind of come to me too late. Mm you know if they are looking for finance it's uh, finance, financing their business it should have been yesterday yeah. it's much better if if we have a few months to try and find the the right investor for example mm. so it's uh, it's always trying to uh, to ask other people yeah you know can 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 you help me um i definitely think that's that's uh, one of the best yeah. things that you can do mm. not be uh, not be afraid Collaboration. not be afraid to fail yeah Which is, you know, another thing that we talk a lot about here in Denmark is our whole culture is based on and that we don't like uh, failures and mm-hmm. i think that's that's very wrong because you cannot have a business without failing yeah, sure. it, it's simply not you can't be a human being no. without feeling
0: like know what to like optimize on or develop on if you don't discover what 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 went wrong yes yeah. yeah
1: you pick yourself up you dust off uh, you know yeah. you brush and off the dust like and then the you environment continue changes
0: right? and like mm. especially now like yeah digital especially after COVID, social media and and that um, sphere changes all the time like new trends uh, new formats new ways of communicating mm. mm-hmm. and they have to constantly adapt and if not then yeah they would probably lose on on a lot yeah
2: yes let's uh, let's approach the, the role of social media for brands in this mm-hmm. industry then uh power you already tapped into it a little bit but uh can you can you guys mention some brands that's using social media in a good way in your opinion uh and why are they doing it uh, a good job adapt uh, now mm. that we're talking about post-COVID adapting and etc yes
0: yes okay I'm hmm. like I don't have so like brands <laughs> my mind yeah. I don't know Catherine if you know you can
1: go ahead well uh, I think there are many I brands guess. that uh, uh, of course uh, I feel very and that's why I'm smiling so much because I think for, for creative industries it's heaven sent Mm. Social mm. media yeah. because it's all very visual, mm. yeah. very visual Especially industry. for creative industry, yes, right? yeah. that's what yeah. I mean. That's why I'm smiling so much <laughs> yeah. because it's, yeah. it's heaven sent. Yeah. Uh, of course, you have to know which one to to go for because you can't. I, I don't think you should do everything that's out there. Every brand should not be on TikTok, Instagram, and and what have you. You have to find out what's the the most relevant uh, social media for for you, and then do it well.
0: Because we like. Uh, we think at least um, that actually every brand, for example, can be on TikTok. Of mm-hmm. course, there are some industries that are less present, or maybe mm-hmm. their consumers are um, less present on TikTok than other platforms. But if you have, if you find like your voice and your creative mm-hmm. side, and can mm-hmm. do things that is both um, relevant to your brand and still within your own brand identity, but do the, some creative tweaks. To be on that yes. platform, mm. then you can still be there because it's about how you communicate. Yes. And yeah, for example TikTok, um, like everybody else, everyone had the same assumption that it's just for fun. Yeah. But then you see people like from dentists, like anybody is actually now monetizing on their knowledge on social media, like everyone becoming a content creator within their field, whether it's an engineer or dentist or whatever, psychologist. It could be on a personal
1: level then, but you have to remember that the companies that I consult to are all small, medium-sized enterprises you know they they have a limited uh, resources maybe resources yeah. definitely yeah. Yeah. so yeah. so rather that you pick and then do it well you, yeah, yeah, course. Course. Or you you could, yeah yeah of course you prioritize Or you could what you could do is you could use personal branding you could yeah. pick out a few employees mm. that that might be already on tiktok and doing it very well yeah. then you can do something via their channel yeah. mm. um but i've unfortunately seen far too many times that that uh, small and medium-sized uh, creative businesses will try and be everywhere. Yeah. And then they spread themselves too yeah. thin, and they're not doing anything well. I'd yeah. rather that you do a few things well, yeah. and yep, then... Uh,
0: yeah,
2: Makes uh, yeah sense, of course. Yeah. It's not about being... And that's also what I, we would advocate for. It's not about being on every which platform there yeah. is, <laughs> but it's the matter of knowing your audience and where mm-hmm. they are. and. Choosing the right media for you as yes, you yes. know the, the industry you are in. Yeah, like it, it. doesn't have to be like everybody needs to be on LinkedIn. Everybody needs to be on no, TikTok. But sure, yeah. I think everybody can be, mm-hmm. a, if they as hard as they pick up their um their voice. But it's also a matter of where does it make most sense for us to be in.
1: Yes, and then look at it in a strategic way. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, which is also sometimes something that's difficult for for smaller companies with not that many resources. Mm because they're very caught up in operations, the daily operations, they're putting out fires. They're not really thinking mm. about the, the business in, in a larger uh, scheme and in a more strategic way, yeah. because there's simply not enough hours in the day. Yes. So, um, so that's important that they will say, yes, okay, I will be on LinkedIn. What is it that I want to do there? Mm.
0: Yeah, How is it that sense. I should yeah.
1: make it interesting for, for yeah. everybody following? Yeah. my accounting.
0: Yeah, you can of course always like scale it up. But again, like mm-hmm. the key takeaway is like knowing your resources and where you can be your best at Yeah, which platform yeah. or. Yeah,
1: because for a creative uh, business, we are back to that. It, you could be everywhere. Because you have great photos, you Mm -hmm. have great storytelling, you have everything when you are a creative business. Yes, it's the the, well, I think the most sexy industry to be in. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's full of pictures, right? Yeah, yeah. So you, you, there's so many possibilities. I mean, they're endless. Yeah. Yeah.
2: What about the post post COVID the landscape on social media for these creative industries? Uh, Have you seen any? shifts in communication like uh both in style and the nature of communication Mm. on these uh, for these industries on social media
1: well i've seen a a few things i now before i mentioned that that um maybe it wasn't always so strategic Mm. the the choices that were made and then and it wasn't following a strategic process as Mm. such i do though think that that because of COVID, that we are looking at it in a more strategic sense, because we could see how vulnerable we are. Mm. And we could also, as an industry, can see all the possibilities. So I think that's great. For a consultant, I get very happy when I see that it—it's the way forward is in a more Mm. strategic uh, way. I've also seen that the um, customers are a lot more in control Mm. with regards to to, uh, social media. Uh, and the creative companies, and I think that's not bad because there's some kind of um, interrelationship yeah. interlinked relationship there that you can kind of co-create mm. together with your with your customers and that's not something that the creative companies normally like mm. they like that i'm a, i'm the designer i design i'm the for you sitter yeah exactly
2: yeah. what do you mean by uh, the customers are more in control
1: yeah
0: exactly
1: well for example they can you know create content but they also want to help co-create products mm. and there you can use social media mm. for for the communication yeah so i don't just want to be told okay you have to i only can wear a black blazer mm. what if i i don't like a black blazer but i want a black blazer with some yellow flowers on it mm. then i can co-create together with with a specific brand mm. so uh, so that's something that the brands have noticed that mm. th- it seems like the customers somehow have a, a, a bigger voice out there yeah they want a better service they 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 don't want uh, to waste time mm. you know there's a zero, zero tolerance they i also want my product straight away i don't want to to yeah. to wait for for yeah. weeks for my product mm. um, yeah, you and, see and
0: like these also like brand influencer collaborations where they co-create products mm. and it's also based uh, like on the influencer's sense of style mm. or yeah, whether even it's like if it's furniture or interior or like I've seen um, influencers do these um, collabs within the different um, exactly. creative industry yes. um, areas and they do it that way. Yeah, I'm assuming it must be maybe challenging for brands to like listen to uh, obviously they have to listen to their customers yes but like it's hard to co-create with any customer um first maybe it doesn't give that much of value like who is this customer like <laughs> yeah. does anybody know how we're on no yeah. i have only 180 followers on instagram <laughs> and it's mainly my colleagues and family so nobody knows me yeah <laughs> invisible human being but like they would want only to co-create with people who are obviously known to also like monetize and c- increase sales and all this mm. behind it but it's also expensive for let's say um new startups or medium-sized mm. companies most definitely
1: yeah. and then and then we are back to that you really need to know where you're coming from yourself yeah. or else you could kind of be pulled around right mm. yeah. if, if you have to listen to everybody that's out there if you don't yeah. know your core and your creative energy mm. Yeah, for then sure. hey you'll go left one day you'll go right yeah. the other you know where, where yeah. do i go mm. but but i think it's social media is a great place for for designers to obviously get inspiration yeah and yeah. Uh, and see what are people listening to what are they wearing what are they eating what are they, what are they doing mm. uh, connecting mm. uh, much more personal mm. and yeah. of course personalization is is a huge topic for for creative yes. companies eh?
0: Uh, I'm thinking of like, um, for the question you just posed, like the also type of communication, Mm -hmm. and for brands to get inspiration on social media, and how also consumers communicate and talk. Um, There's like this ongoing discussion about like authentic content, polished content, whether it's like visual or yeah, whether it's video or image or whatever. Um, And some brands like, would you it's uh, always a heated discussion like um should brands be uh, very authentic and show so many different faces some brands they overdo it with the authenticity and maybe mm-hmm. diversity as well and some are still like polished and like specific type of models mm-hmm. how should brand know like where to go what communication approach or mm-hmm. content creation approach should they adapt
1: I think it I think it's a very relevant uh, question also because we have seen so much yeah you could call it greenwashing yeah. or, or or what have you or maybe
0: also trends because like the polished versus authentic it's been like always ongoing yes um, the type of models you use then there is a huge movement on uh now it's plus size now it's oh, sorry <laughs> <laughs> fighting with the mic um, uh, now it's like diversity now it's about this ethnicity and yes. now ev- every brand have to jump on this or there's this cause you have to like it's also a way of communicating and so it's also hard to tell is this brand really um, yes
1: I, I definitely think con- consumers today are t- too clever to to buy into that and I, I definitely think that young people uh, will 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 see straight through that yeah. and then it's not authentic so i think you have have to as a brand be very careful not to jump on the, the pride wagon mm. if, if if that's not part of of, of who you are yeah. or mm. or just only you know uh, talk about diversity and and and, uh, and uh, inclusion Right when it's August during mm. Pride Week in <laughs> Copenhagen, <laughs> yes, uh, then it's not authentic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and then you have to back it up with actions, make collective a- actions. What is it that you're actually doing? Yes. for the other fifty mm. one weeks yeah. uh, of the year.
0: Yeah,
1: and and I think luckily we all as consumers, and and I definitely can see that with with my students at at uh, at CBS that they're young people. They they don't. They, they see straight to that they, mm. they don't just uh, think oh yes now we're talking about diversity and inclusion yeah, yeah. And now we are talking about sustainability yeah. and, and now mm. we're all green just because we just because you say you're green mm. doesn't mean you are no. right? just because you say you're young and modern doesn't mean that you actually mm-hmm. are yeah, mm. actually, so yeah. um so you have to uh, to be very very aware of what you do and you can't jump on every bandwagon yes. out there and no. then claim it as your mm. own no. and yeah. again we are back to your DNA and your core yes. find out who you are mm, and yeah. then tell people and then it will come out in an authentic way and and then of course you have to look at all the different trends and and movements out there uh, let it be yeah uh, inclusion diversity mm. sustainability digitization you also have to look at that as a movement what way should i go mm. yeah what should i uh, choose not to yeah. to do and and then be true to yourself mm instead of just running after yeah the same ball as everybody else is. yeah for sure cuz yeah. it, it just
2: yeah that's, uh, that's some good advice for the for a lot of brands i would say do you have a uh, a common advice for for the creative industry post uh, uh, seeing these trends and you know uh, post covid at least in Denmark
1: well i think everybody has to really look at at sustainability and then make some choices because when when we look at sustainability, you, 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 it, it's like a big elephant. You can't eat the whole thing, and and you have to kind of cut it into to smaller pieces, and then find out which piece to 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 eat first, and 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 what way to go. Mm. I don't think you can be a brand in 2022 and nothing about sustainability in mm. one way or another. I do have brands starting up, yeah, this year or maybe also last year, that completely said we don't want to be a you know, think about sustainability. We, we—that's not the, the road that we are pursuing. Mm. But then it's also a strategic choice not to. Yeah. But it has—you have to kind of look at it in a strategic way and then make some choices. Mm. Should it be social su- sustainability with regards to, yeah, for example, um, mm. diversity and inclusion, or is it is it more environmental sustainability that we that we are uh, mm. looking into? You can't do everything. And mm-hmm. I think that's another thing that both us as consumers, we need to know that it's it's not an easy transformation mm-hmm. for for brands that were maybe not born into a sustainable yeah. world, yeah yeah,' it's the
0: ongoing discussion, sorry you were saying so? no it's just also the ongoing discussion that um, sustainability and greenwashing, what we also said before, and some brands they are like, we cannot be hundred percent sustainable, and if we're only one part sustainable then it might also backfire then Mm -hmm. we're doing other activities that are unsustainable what would that mean for our consumers yeah so what would you advise brands like it it doesn't matter their size if they are small or big if they want to consider sustainability what should they do like should they go it's impossible to be all sustainable because no matter what you do you're gonna pollute the environment in one yeah.
1: way or another <laughs> yeah yeah and then especially with many of the creative industries like, exactly. we, we don't need more clothes in our closets just open up yeah, and then it's see the what you need
2: to have uh, sorry all the nice to have stuff is exactly just, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah
1: so so I would look if, if I was for example a fashion brand I would look into different f- um, business models that they can, uh, that they can uh, yeah, develop and, and be part of. It could be the whole resale or rent or, or others. So, so get, a, get an idea of all the possibilities out there mm-hmm. and then make some strategic choices mm-hmm. for, for, for yourself as, you as a brand. Would you advise
0: then that they rather do something that is sustainable than not doing anything at all?
1: Yes, most yeah. definitely, most yes. definitely, because you can't do it all. No, and it's yeah. it's baby steps. You you start, and then you develop, and mm. and I can see for 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 the fashion industry, it all started with with using uh, materials that were organic, mm. uh, organic cottons, and and, yeah. and and so forth. And now we've moved on, and then it, it's yeah new business models and and what have you, and mm. and uh, and now the EU just came with a proposal for for a new strategy, which is it's very um, severe for for the industry and that that's how it's developed it, it starts in the small and then we we will look at, at sustainability in a much more um, yeah holistic way where a lot more parts of the the mm. business will will uh, be sustainable yeah but it's no easy task
0: no yeah,
1: that's for sure, for sure. No.
2: No. Thank you guys so much for sharing and uh, please let me summarize some of the great points we have mentioned in our talk here. Mm. So um, online customer insight and trends post-COVID has pushed both towards online presence, but also pulling in this physical craving for retail experience. Therefore, it's very important for brands to understand your audience, your consumers, your product, uh, your value and make the shopping, the whole shopping experience seamless, both online and in store. Uh, And the changes in the creative industry post-COVID calls for collaboration. It's looking for the whole value chain and see how we can uh, establish this cross-industry ecosystem. So inspire and learn from each other. And to succeed and leverage social media in, uh, in the creative industry is to know your resources first and foremost. Evaluate your hero product, know your value, and then what platform gives you the most value to be in to not to spread yourself too thin. And then lastly is also listen to your audience uh, and, and uh, your consumers as they are much more in control post COVID due to this digital movement. But it's also to know Uh, Which is also very important that Katrina mentioned multiple times that is to know your core of your brand and then the product you're selling. So you're also not jumping on every each trend there is and shifts in the industry and culture, but it's really to establish this solid connection to both your customer but also your brand value. So here you have it getting updates and current, getting updates about current and relevant trends within the creative industry uh, with Katrina Wicker
0: you nailed it that was an amazing summary (laughs) great thank you
2: (laughs) subscribe leave your thoughts feedback your likes and dislikes with us and uh thank you for listening stay tuned for the next one
0: bye see you this has been the social media sucks podcast